welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we're bringing to you MLW Underground number six, two big title matches and a hardcore match to start the party out. But first, let's go over the news. First, and what's possibly the biggest news to come out of the week, MLW featherweight champion Taya Valkyrie is all elite, uh, making her MLW debut uh, this past Wednesday, challenging Jade Cargill. Uh, and right after that, uh, we got the announcement from Tony Khan stating that Taya was all elite. Uh, this is a you know relatively big blow to Major League Wrestling, because at least television-wise, Ty is still the MLW featherweight champion. Uh, spoiler alert, she is challenging Billy Starks next week for the title. Um, so I don't know if that they're moving the title off of there. But with this being AEW, there's a lot of interesting facets going about because AEW does allow their talent to work independent dates. However, uh, you know, it's MLW. And, you know, obviously it's independent wrestling. But it's also got its own, you know, streaming deal um, and quasi-television arrangements as well. So what this means for Ty and that relationship, I don't actually know, but I assume it's really just in general not great for MLW. And especially since Taya is kind of in the thick of the Azteca Underground faction, sub-promotion, however we want to phrase that. In addition to Taya's signing or whatever we're going to go with for that uh mlw is holding two big shows in the next couple of weeks the first of which is war chamber hosted by the m uh, excuse me by the melrose ballroom in new york city we have a handful of matches announced for that on uh april 6th uh first of which billy starks taking on becca uh low-key you know match the night potential on that one obviously billy starks is considered a prodigy within the world of professional wrestling having been wrestling for four years currently 18 just coming off her first tour of japan uh and now international pop superstar becca uh making waves amongst the indie scene as well so this is going to be a big matchup that really could be main eventing anywhere in the country also announced the middleweight championship will be on the line as defending champion Lindsay dorado takes on leo rush uh unless there's things in the can that i'm not aware of i'm not entirely sure what leo rush has done to earn a title shot uh because he just you know lost last week to jacob fatu granted that's not a middleweight matchup but like yeah you shouldn't be rewarded for trying to hit outside your uh you know your weight class either and failing but you know what do i know i'm not the matchmaker also on the card davy boy smith jr will be taking on calvin tankman in a big meaty men slapping meat style match um yeah there's nothing like better i can say about that uh you know two big dudes gonna be hitting each other pretty darn hard also previously announced this goes along with willie mack taking on real one taya valkyrie defending her middle uh, featherweight championship against delmi exo john hennigan versus jacob fatu for the national openweight championship and alex kane taking on shigehiro iri all right in addition to 
War Chamber, we are getting Battle Riot on April 8th at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Obviously, this is being headlined by the Battle Riot match itself. 40 men Battle Royal pinfalls, submissions, over-the-top rope all count with a chance at the World Heavyweight Championship on the line. This week, we have been uh, informed of several competitors entering the Battle Riot match. The aforementioned Shigehiro Iri, Willie Mack, John Hennigan, the debuting Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, interesting signing on that front, uh, but it really kind of makes sense because... Uh, you know, we're they're steadily bringing in some more hardcore guys into the promotion. Maybe he fits in with the calling. I don't know. He seemed to fit in there. Mr. Thomas is hanging out there too. Speaking of the uh, speaking of the calling, we have Raven and Ricky Shane Page. All those are the currently announced batch of names for Battle Riot. All right, it is time. Let's get into the underground. Get ourselves hyped up for dirty. Brawling, hardcore action, unsanctioned street fights, and all the th all the metaphors we want to use out that. And even though these are all technically sanctioned matches, yeah. Anyway, we tried to have a show with Joe Drombowski and Matt Stryker. When real one comes out, he notes that Mance Warner cannot read, but real one will keep writing the books, and he will judge a book by his cover. Mance comes out, but it isn't. It wasn't long before he is interrupted by the calling. Uh, we get a brief video package for Ricky Shane Page explaining how he was lost, and you may not know who he is, but he's found his calling with Raven. Uh, Ricky Shane Page comes out with some gas mask dudes with a thing of weapons. Well, it looks like we are going to have ourselves a hardcore match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was answered last week uh, when. Old Mancer decided to defend the honor of Microman challenging a member of the Calling to a match. It looks like Ricochet Page is going to be the one to answer it for him. We start off just with the hardcore brawling. Got a chair introduced early. Uh, Ricky slams Mancer on top of a chair. It's one of those classic like body slam sandwich things. He got picks up Mancer, has a chair behind him, slams him in the chair down on the mat, throws the chair at Mancer. He is lacerated, uh, cuts the turnbuckle pad off with a knife. Mancer is lying on the floor bleeding, and RSP just drops a chair on Mancer's head. I did snicker at that because, like that, that's like insulting, but also you know that hurts, man. Like physically and emotionally hurts you. <laughs> And you just don't see it all that much. Uh, inside the ring, Paige misses several elbow drops uh, as uh, Mance decides to fire up and fire off. We go to the break and we come back. Mance is throwing a bunch of chairs into the ring, has a kendo stick, has some boards thrown in. Mance hits a gnarly looking neck breaker onto a chair for a two count. And like, wow, oh, that just hurt me watching it, man. Just Ricky's head just bounced off the back of the chair while it was sat up and it just oh right down my spine man uh gets speared through the board for a two count as well ricky comes back with a suplex toss through the board gets a two count off of that uh ricky gets superplexed through uh six chairs in the ring only two count though like dude what is this death match no you're got to kill him man uh however or it gets also like the two cat with a lariat too so i don't know like we get hardcore we could just wrestle i don't know hardcore brawl do it all that's what we're doing here in mlw uh amongst this carnage real one has been doing commentary 
And at this point, like, he's speechless. Camera cuts to him, and his jaws just agape by all the chaos that's going around here. Mance and Ricky are fighting on the ring apron. Uh, looks like Ricky's going to go for a choke slam when Mancer, king of the eye poke, pokes Ricky's eyes out and hits a DDT through a ringside table. Rolls back in the ring. Uh, that's a two count. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I just wanted you to think they get up through anything. In reality, Ricky was just rolled in the ring when the real one gets out of his wheelchair and swings a crutch, hitting Mancer in the stomach. This distraction allows Ricky to hit his choke slam kick to the back of the head combo to put old Mancer down. One, two, three. Your winner, Ricky Shane Page. Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, this match. Match was all the chaos, ladies and gentlemen, and I am here for it because I love this sort of stuff. Oh, uh, it was all the overbooked gaga in there, especially when we get to the end with uh, Real One coming in to the party as well. Uh, on the plus side, though, I was really worried uh, that the calling would just, like, magically turn into just instantly instant jobber uh because that's kind of like a lot of what raven's stuff seems to do like raven's awesome raven gets the wins everybody else around him not so much uh but this is a good way for uh ricky to get a win and mance to remain strong about it because you know one it was a wild brawl and two it continues the feud with real one um so yeah that's all Great and good. Ricky leaves a calling card on Old Mancer's forehead to end this here segment. Backstage, Azteca Underground is mocking Billy Starks during one of her uh, photo ops. Like, not a whole lot comes of it outside of me being annoyed. But on the plus side, it looks like Billy Starks is getting a shot at Ty Valkyrie's MLW Featherweight Championship here soon. All right, we are going to take ourselves a pause for the cause, brief intermission to get drinks or do whatever. Man, I don't care. I'll be back. One momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently, Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CASS, drink Ray's Energy. All right, we are back. Cesar Duran is out. He introduces Law Australia as the next MLW middleweight champion. So, I guess we're just going to have a middleweight championship match as Law Australia with Cesar Duran takes on Lucha Lit Lince Dorado for this middleweight championship. We start the match off with good Lucha things going back and forth, uh, twisting Tope to the floor by Estrella. Uh, Estrella rolls Lince in, only gets a two count off of that. Uh, bouncing, flipping Senton, uh, but Lince hits a German suplex out of the deal. Handspring cutter by Lince gets a two count. Um, <laughs> I kept writing like 4-2 several times in a row in my notes. Let it be known, there was only one two count. Uh, we get a top rope Hurricane Rana from the ring apron to the floor by Lince. A really like weird bump that didn't like match <laughs> match like what should have happened by the laws of momentum. Like somehow Australia just like jumped backwards off the flip instead of like rolling with the actual Hurricane Rana. So like 
guys went two different directions somehow. Uh, but, I mean, it doesn't matter because, like, we just come back in the ring. Anyway, uh, mid-air collision by the two competitors leading to an accidental two-count for Lindsay. Lindsay goes for the triple moonsault but gets derped on the third attempt when he jumps off the top rope. Poison Rana by Estrella gets a two count. Lindsay follows it up with a Super Rana off the top. Uh, that's only for two because Cesar pulls everybody towards the rope to break the count. Microman comes out with a Kenzo stick, doesn't need it though, jumps on a Lucha Henchman, and then threatens uh, Cesar with the Kendo stick. These two have history. Meanwhile, in the ring, a sick power bomb by Lindsay Dorado is followed up with a shooting star press from the top rope. One, two, three. The champ, Lince Dorado, retains. A uh, fun little match uh, off here. Uh, continue kind of the story between Microman and Cesar Duran. These two have beef. Obviously, Lince is BFFs with Microman. Um, the Australia was just kind of like randomly thrown into this, or at least I shouldn't say randomly thrown into this. They have a little bit of history too, uh, as Australia walked out on a team of Microman and Lince. Um, but it was just like, oh, this weird one-off. And then he just walked away and no one really mentioned him ever again until tonight. Uh, but otherwise, you know, a uh, sufficiently good match. Uh, not as crazy as the previous match outside of like that weird bump where Australia just like jumped backwards onto the floor off that Hurricane Rana. Uh, but good lucha things otherwise all around. And of course, any appearance by Microman is going to bring up the quality of the show. Let's be real. From here, we go to an interview with Alex Kane. Davy Boy Smith gets his shot at the prize fight. However, Kane is just going to throw him around the world because Bomaye, Bomaye, Bomaye. This match will take place in two weeks on Underground. But next week, we will have Fatu taking on Alexander Hammerstone for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship and Taya Valkyrie taking on Billy Starks for the uh, uh, Women's Featherweight Championship. Uh yeah, I butchered that one. Women's featherweight. I mean, it's kind of an oxymoron, but sometimes they call it that too, even though, like, theory as of right now, only women have challenged for the featherweight championship. Anyway, never mind that. We're going to move along. Court Bauer is out with security. We're going to have a contract signing. Court brings out Fatu. He brings out Hammerstone. They sign the contract. Court is happy. It's all official. This match is going to happen next week. Court gets to try to get words from Jacob Fatu, and Hammer just, like, grabs the mic, and he's like, dude, are you, like, Rob's mom? Just have this big heart on for Samoa guys? Like, always, even back in, like, 2002, man, you've been all in the Samoans, and now you're just trying to recreate everything again with your new poster child. Try to take the belt off me, Hammerstone. You just, I'm not your favorite anymore, so I don't get to have the title. Um... And he doesn't care about anybody in the Samoans, any member of the Anawaii family. And finally, Fatu has enough, and we have a brawl to end that segment. Backstage, Cesar Duran is on the prowl with his lucha henchmen when one of them grab him and the other puts a bag over his head and drags him away. What does this mean? I don't know, but whatever, man, I'm all for random kidnappings in the realm of professional wrestling. 
All right, it is time for our main event of the evening. The Samoan SWAT team taking on hustle and power in a street fight for the MLW Tag Team Championships. We don't even get to start the match. Hustle and power attack before the bell rings, before the SWAT team even really get to the ring for that matter. Uh, brawling all around. They kind of uh, pair off between Tankman and Juicy Finau, and EJ takes on Lance, so we got like... I mean, to be fair, three quarters of the men in this here are like big meaty men. And then you have Lance, who's not, you know, that small, but he's not like a giant like everybody else. Or like he's not quite as big as, say, like Tankman. Um, but we're going to chop and thump our way around the ring. Uh, Calvin Tankman introduces chairs into the mix. Uh, but instead of teeing off on each other, uh, Finau and Calvin have a bar fight, sitting down, taking shots at each other. And really, there isn't much of a winner in this thing before EJ and Duca somersaults off the ring apron onto Juicy Finau. Lance is like, whatever, I can do flippies too, and does a Topekon Elo on Hustle and Power. We go into the ring somehow with EJ and Lance. The bell rings. We finally have a match. A table set up in the corner, and EJ hits a spine buster through it for two. That is not the finish, ladies and gentlemen, theme for the night. We go on break, and Lance hits, gets the hot tag. Juicy comes in and body splashes for everybody. Uh, Finau, however, cannot lift both members of Hustle and Power at the same time, but not being one to give up, hits a double cross body on the duo instead. Uh, Tope Suicia by Juicy. Like, WTF, matey? That is just, like, one big honking dude to go through the ropes. But he does it, taking out hustle and power off that. Uh, Tankman is back in the ring. Lance hits the big Samoan splash off the top of the uh, top rope. Only gets a two count. Big disbelief by Lance. They have finished off so many other teams with that move. Uh, Juicy goes up. It takes way too long, and EJ pushes him off. Hustle and Power double team Lance, hitting a side slam neckbreaker combo for two. Uh, we're going back to fight outside. We come back in. Lance and EJ are in the ring. EJ has a bag of cocaine, and that gets kicked into his face. Unfortunately, though, I was mistaken, and it is not cocaine. It is just regular powder. So EJ is blinded and incapacitated by a secondary super kick. Juicy hits the Samoan drop, followed by Lance hitting the big Samoan splash off the top rope. And one, two, three new champs baby the Samoan SWAT team do it get themselves the tag team championship finally big win for the Samoans we'll see if Jacob Fatu can continue that momentum next week uh, as we go to close the show the ring fills up with the Anawai family celebrating the big title win uh fun match as well uh by the four of these four competitors i you know i i am down i've said this a handful of times throughout the show but i am a there's two things i really like in wrestling and that is like hardcore brawling and big meaty men slapping meat big hoss fights and this match uh kind of delivered a wee bit of both on that one especially the latter i mean obviously they've been setting up uh the Simone Swat team for quite a while to win the tag team championships. Uh Hustle and Power has been like quasi non-existent until like the last couple of weeks. It's mostly just been EJ and his I don't know random duties of trying to get the world heavyweight championship from Alexander Hammerstone before that failed. Um however like just like 
that match was crazy. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed, like, the rest of the show as well. I mean, as I said, like, a uh, big fan of brawling and hoss fights, uh, and that pretty much outside of the middleweight championship had that in spades. And then the middleweights, you know, was a nice change of pace, per se. I mean, still wild, uh, but it, wild in a different way with doing uh, the Lucha Lit stuff. Uh, but again, like, Underground continues uh, to, like, really shine. And whereas, like, I've, you know, spent, like, the last batch of Fusion Tape is kind of, like, running down the pacing and, like, some of the match quality per se. Um, like, Underground has just knocked it out of the park. Everything f- seems to flow rather well. It makes sense. Uh, everything, it just keeps the pace storyline-wise overall. Yes, there are some, like, weird chunks, like, where did, where did Australia come from? But whatever, at least within the context of the, this universe, it does make sense, even if we just haven't really thrown it out there in quite a while. Uh, but yeah, so solid show overall, especially if you're into the wild brawls, which uh, this is kind of the direction at least Underground has gone uh, with the Underground fight lack of rules feel and of course we got blood tonight too so we can't complain about that blood microman and brawls it's all there baby all there oh so unfortunately what's not all there is time uh that was the show i should wind this down a bit uh but thank you all for listening that was uh, you know underground six great show you should totally check it out if you haven't yet um and thank you guys for checking this out regardless if you've watched underground number six or not um and of course if you enjoyed it you know stay tuned to the end figure out the best ways to help support this here podcast and in the meanwhile i'll see you guys next week MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word of mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova, that is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.